My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope from Monday, November 14th, 2022. And just to catch up, so this recent past couple of weeks, we've been going through the eclipse season, which is a time of big transformation and major choices to be made in your life. As I've talked about in recent episodes, you can go back to those. And then last week, we had Mars go retrograde to Taurus, bringing this energy of action and direction and ambition to going back over issues of relationships, finances, family, and things like that. And as always, if you want to follow along with how this affects you personally, get your free birth chart at quietmindastrology.com. You can also schedule a reading there to learn how this all affects you personally and plan for the year ahead, which is what we'll be doing also at the Mindful New Year live online course that will be on 12-12-22, just a few weeks away and more details of that coming soon. But that will be the place where you can plan your whole year in a day with Vedic Astrology, planning for major events. Also review the past year and kind of get some perspective and insight. Svadhyaya, self-study, is one of the main practices of yoga philosophy and what I teach here on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast based in yoga philosophy because I also teach yoga over on the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast as well. So this week we're looking at a lot of energy moving into Anuradha Nakshatra. We'll talk about what that means And then a little preview of next week where we have the new moon and then Jupiter going direct in Pisces. So a lot of forward movement, positive energy next week. But this week is a pretty deep, internal, introspective kind of week. So first on Monday, November 14th at 12.26 a.m. Central Time, Venus moves into Anuradha Nakshatra in the sign of Scorpio. That's where Mercury is going to be on Tuesday. At 12.33 p.m., Mercury moves there as well. And then the sun moves there on Saturday, November 19th at 3.04 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so Venus is there for about two weeks. All of these planets here are about two weeks roughly. Uh, Mercury's there for nine days, Venus is there for 10 days, and the sun for 13 days. So over the next two weeks, especially, you'll be feeling a lot of this Anuradha energy. So what does that mean? Well, let's first talk about what Venus is. Venus is the planet of relationships, harmony, beauty, artistic expression, anything to do with pleasure, enjoyment, desire. Now, it's in the sign of Scorpio, which is deep and intense and mysterious and about exploring the mysteries of life and the universe. It's astrology. It's what we're doing here. It's studying this deeper esoteric wisdom throughout history. And specifically in Anuradha Nakshatra, that's a smaller division within Scorpio, And this is how we can get very specific in Vedic astrology with these smaller divisions of the sky that have been used for thousands of years. So with Anuradha Nakshatra, there can be some difficulty in expressing your emotions. There can be some feelings of depression coming up in this time uh, in relationship, in your communication as well. So I'll just talk about Mercury and Venus here both, and then the sun a little more later, uh, because they're going into Anuradha around the same time, Mercury and Venus. Uh, finding cooperation in relationships and in communication is a big theme of how to positively use this energy. Finding new levels of depth in your friendships. And if there's something you do that's just fun and enjoyable and makes you feel really good, finding time to do that in the next two weeks. This is a time where you can feel really 
fluent and successful in business matters and anything to do with managing numbers, finances, people in general, working with people, working with groups, uh, not being isolated in this time is a good way to use this energy. Even though it is more internal, more introspective, still being around others is helpful. Uh, people who have on your nakshatra are really strong in their chart, like maybe your moon is there, or you have three signs, three planets there in Anurata, or uh, a lot of energy around it, like maybe multiple aspects on it, or your moon or rising is there, or your sun. Uh, those people make great leaders, and they can be good managers of teams and groups, and they love travel and can have good longevity. So for you, for all of us going through this transit, stepping into some new level of leadership in our lives or taking responsibility for things in our lives of what we can influence and how we can show up. Uh, again, there's melancholy that can be an issue here, sadness, it's, it's deep, it's deep and internal, but it's still a good time to be not isolated. It can be internal, but in, uh, community, like maybe going to a yoga class or a meditation class that's internal but in community. There's a lot of power with this nakshatra. So you might find in relationships power dynamics, power issues are coming up, power struggles coming up. In communication and business dealings as well, this can come up. This is a sensual nakshatra. So being sensual, sexual, intimate, connected with your partner is a poss possible positive use of this energy. And having that sensual side of yourself come out through enjoying senses like smells, like lighting candles and incense or Palo Santo or sage, uh, having music playing that you love, time in nature in beautiful places that inspire you. And this is a very devoted nakshatra. So if you have this like in Venus in your birth chart, this is a return for you. And that's typically a very devoted energy and relationship unless there's a negative affliction on that and finding your devotion of what you love in this transit is a powerful use of this if you can travel great if you can move around great uh, this people who have this in their birth chart tend to travel a lot and move around a lot uh, and if you have the opportunity to go somewhere far like outside of your local like a day drive like a travel trip like uh, getting in a plane or going to a different country that's a very favorable thing to use this energy for if that's happening and in, in the cards for you and there is a compassionate energy here so finding a deeper understanding of yourself and of your partner and people in relationship around you is a possible positive use of this energy now, with the sun going here, sun goes to the Scorpio on Wednesday, uh, November 16th at 7.45 a.m. Central Time. Sun moving into Scorpio comes out of debilitation. Sun gets out of Libra, where it's debilitated and uh, positions of power are not clear. There's conflict. It's leadership and authority seems weak and lesser than. Now it's moving to Scorpio, where it's more power through what is deeper within, power through research creativity in going into deep research uh, going into esoteric studies like astrology yoga tarot occult studies things like that and specifically on urata now everything i just said applies to your creativity your leadership ability where you find a sense of authority in your life 
And some of the challenges that can be coming up in this time is you feel emotionally needy and like you're getting your power from someone else. Like you don't feel like in your element, um, especially if your sun is really strong normally, like sun in Aries or something like sun in Leo, uh, then this transit and the past month transit could be really difficult times uh, finding your power, your authority, your leadership ability. You could feel guarded and held back uh, you might feel jealous, you might feel controlling of others, uh, dissatisfied in general, and vindictive even. Uh, so these are all issues that you could have through this transit to be mindful of. And we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. Like if you get a reading, you want to look at things like your Shadbala, the dominance of your planets, other aspects on your planets that might not be as obvious. If you pull up your free chart, you might not see those things. But in a reading, make sure you look for those things, whether it's with me or somebody else. Uh, these are things you want to look at, like what planets are strong or weak for me. It helps you understand how to work with the transits. So like if your sun is really strong for you and the sun's in a difficult placement, it might be balanced out, but it also could be really challenging for you because you're just out of your element. Uh, so you want to look to those things in your chart to ask questions when you get readings and get to better understand your chart that way. And some of the possible strengths. So I like to do a little sandwich here this week with Anurata because it's a, it's a deep energy. It's intense. And it's like the main theme of this week. Everything shifting is about Anurata this week. Uh, so some positive, some challenges now, some more positive things. Uh, so people who have this can be really good at predictions and astrology and things like that in general and good at telling the future in some way, a sense of premonition of like where things are going. They are hard workers, they're dedicated, like I mentioned, and if they're attracted to a cause or driven by a cause, they will be really reliable, hardworking, and dependable in that direction. And they are spiritual seekers. Uh, so again, I'm talking kind of generally about people who have Anurata strong in their chart as a way to understand like how you could work with this this week because it's so strong for everybody. Uh, so. If you have been unreliable, un inconsistent in your work, this week you might feel driven to be more reliable, more consistent. If there's a spiritual path you've been curious about exploring, this is a great time over these two weeks to explore that path. Maybe it's a specific religion or spiritual path or practice. Uh, maybe a teacher you want to work with, things like that. Any sort of ancient knowledge you want to gather or explore or get into like astrology, occult, tarot, these kind of things. It's all eighth house, all Scorpio kind of stuff. Uh, it's very present. And if you're not into that, you know, I'm surprised you're listening to the podcast. But uh, it, on the other side of that, it could be like research, analyzing things, understanding how things work, psychology, like on doing deep therapeutic work, understanding the root causes of issues. These are all possible positive uses of this energy. And there's a great leadership ability of like bringing people together. This is a great couple of weeks to bring people together, to be in community. And you could still be internal, but be connected to others. And if possible, in person now more so this, this energy. And if that's like now available in your area with all the COVID stuff sort of wrapping up, as we've talked about of other transits, there's probably more in-person opportunities now. Uh, good time for cooperation with others, good social activities, and good traveling time, and good for health overall. So that's our look at what's happening this week, and hopefully that gives you some perspective and insight of how to work with these energies. 
in a way it's kind of simple and everything's focused in the Anuradha Nakshatra. And then next week we will have the new moon in, you guessed it, Anuradha Nakshatra on next Wednesday. We'll talk about that next week as well as how to work with that. And then Jupiter going direct in Pisces and Uttara Vajrapada. That's a big shift of energy, real positive movement towards the end of the year, uh, moving into things like the holidays for a lot of people in the West and uh, how you can best work with that planning the next year, moving into what will be 2023. There's some similar energies as 2022 and 21 and 20. There's this similar Saturn energy hanging over everything over this next two years as well. We'll talk about that over the next several podcasts and going into the annual preview and the mindful new year course. Uh, but just to know, like, it gets more optimistic, more positive, more expansion, more growth coming towards the end of this year. If things have felt restricted, stuck, held back, limited, there is more expansion coming. But there is still the restriction, the things like the economy restrictions, the recession, things like that, uh, that we are working with right now. And it's always uh, opportunity to find where we can find the best possible positive outcome because everything can manifest as positive, negative, or neutral. Just like every cell in our body has a proton, electron, and a neutron, we get to choose how to work with these energies. And it's never saying that it's all going to be bad or good. And really, as this path of the Vedic teachings and one of them being yoga, uh, one of the whole purposes of yoga is to no longer be so affected by the pairs of opposites of the universe. So that we are alike in hot and cold, good times, bad times. We find a calm, still center within that, our true self. It's non-reactive, present, calm, and able to focus on expressing our dharma, our purpose, and as well as the other aims of life, of dharma, artha, kama, and moksha, of our wealth and resources, of our desires and enjoyment and pleasure in life, of our spiritual connection, as well as the material, and our purpose, of our unique way of serving and giving to the world and our unique gifts. Uh, so we explore all of that through this study and through this practice. And as always, if you want to learn how to best work with these energies yourself, see where your dharma is in your chart, where your purpose the karma, arta, arta, and moksha as well. Uh, you can look at quietmindastrology.com and schedule a reading there to get your free birth chart and schedule a reading at your convenience. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us and helps share the Vedic teachings. And uh, thank you for listening. So look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.